<laughs> Welcome to Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavota, your electronic town hall meeting. Join Senator Lavota, Independence Mayor Pro Tem Chris Whiting, no. and activist Courtney Cole for this weekly discussion about Missouri government and politics. Now here's the Missouri State Senator from the 11th District, Paul Lavota. June 11th, 2015, this is the Dialogue Program. This is State Senator Paul Lavota of the 11th Senatorial District. I represent the good folks in uh, the 11th Senatorial District. Yeah. And there's 178,000 of them in Independence, uh, Sugar Creek, Kansas City, Lee Summit, um, Raytown, Buckner, Sibley, and Incorporated Areas. And I'm glad to be in my third year in the Senate. And I'm glad to uh, join you again for the dialogue program. Oh, okay. And uh, this is the program where we talk about uh, Missouri government, Missouri politics, and we figure out what's going on in art school. <laughs> uh, and typically we have our friend uh, Chris Whiting, who's the Independence Mayor Pro Tem. He's a lifelong resident of Independence with us, but he's not here today. He's doing his duties um, and uh, he has, has some important meetings, but I'm glad to see, and I'd like to welcome back to the program with a very long hiatus, but you're back. <laughs> I'm back. Our good friend, Courtney Cole. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Thank you, Senator. Oh, I even got a laugh track. Yeah, everyone's pretty excited that you're back. Clap, or no, a clap track, I meant, yes. Clap, clap track. It was a track. clap track. Trap, right? Trap. It's hard yes. to say. Yes, but I'm glad you're here. It's good to see Thanks. you. I haven't seen you forever. I know and, it seems and like it. A day. It's true. Forever and a day. I've been. I feel like. Um, I feel like I've been caught in the twilight zone of Excelsior Springs. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I've been so busy and had things that are going on there that I've not been able to get away. And it's there have been things that have conflicted. Um, I'm glad though that you continued the dialogue program even while we were gone, and I'm glad to be back. How's the weather up there? Oh man. Um, rainy. <laughs> now, it, it was rain, rainy. Mm-hmm. The road going into Excelsior Springs was flooded. Right. This was last week. So. And then your your own grandmother had to be rescued by boat? Yeah, had to be rescued by the Ray County um, Police Department, Sheriff's Department, had to come in and get Grand off of her porch because there was so much flooding. We've had just continuous rains um, over Excelsior really for like the past month. Um, and they just keep, yeah, it, just it, keep coming in. Well, in the month of May, there was like only three mm-hmm. days that didn't rain at all. I believe, and it. it all was up north. That it was just like Excelsior Springs was like the circle of where yeah. the whole metropolitan area. Well, one day it was a Wednesday, I think, um, and it just started pouring, and you know it was kind of neat to watch. But then suddenly, um, I had a lunch meeting at Willow Springs in downtown. And I went down, and uh, right behind it is the river, and it had come out of its banks and had gone over and into down into our park and covered our baseball fields, and then it was covering the roads. Um, people were unable to get across in areas where normally it, it, they just wouldn't normally, you know, like roads that would normally be closed for flooding were open, and then other roads that were unexpected. Because it was just such a flash. Yeah, it just it the water had nowhere flash. to go. Flash. You know? And so I think we got like ten inches in two days or something, and. It just did anyone go down look at the river without telling you where they were? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. yeah. I also would like to welcome to the program who's sitting here with us is Mackenzie Cole. Hi, Mackenzie. How are Hi. you? I'm glad you're here today. How's summer summer so far for you? 
summer school, but I'm not here this week because I have art camp. Art camp? Hmm. What's art camp? Mm, it's a camp down at the at my friends, the Mooks. Miss um, Roberta teaches it, and she teaches us like how to draw landscapes and how to paint them. Oh, neat. Are you good at it? Do you enjoy it? Yeah. I'd love to see some of your art sometime. I looked at one of her paintings she did at home, and then I made a landscape at at our our house. Well, see if you can talk your mom into putting them on Facebook so everyone can see it. I don't know if she'll be able to do that or not. I don't know how. (laughs) You can help her with that. I'm glad you're here. And your report right there was much more informative than Chris Whiting's report, so (laughs) it's much better that you're here. (laughs) If you have anything to add along the way. Just jump in. Please do, okay? Are you a registered voter? No. It's radio. They they can't see you. They can't see you. They can't see you. you. you so you have to say yes or no. Are you a registered voter? I don't know. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. We'll work it. We'll work it out. Yeah, for we'll you. work on that. Yeah, okay. She knows she helps register people to vote, but you have to be 18 to vote. So you're not registered Even yet. in Excelsior Springs? Well, maybe we can bend the rules okay. a little, you know. All right. <laughs> well, I am glad you're here, and um, we typically do the news roundup. Now, the weekly news roundup, brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Courtney Cole. Here's Courtney Cole. Poll finds overwhelmingly Americans agree that money has too much influence on elections. Also that the wealthy have more influence on elections and candidates who win office promote policies that help their donors. Wow. Wow, this big, is, shocking this is reveal. shocking stuff. The Post dispatched an editorial that Americans overwhelmingly are fed up with big money politics. And the New York Times, it polls, uh, poll shows Americans favor an overhaul to campaign financing. Man, hmm. Hmm. I wonder if we should be talking about this issue because it's one of those things that I tried to do on the Senate floor with campaign finance limits, was ruled out of order, and then never came back up again. We didn't even make that half step of ethics reform to uh, reduce lobbying gifts and to stop that revolving door mm-hmm. from being an elected official to a lobbyist. We need, we can't even do that. Mm-hmm. And these uh, news stories basically say what the real issue is, is that candidates who win promote policies that help their donors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's pretty clear that in these polls that are being done and just in the general conversation that folks are tired of it. It seems like they're finally kind of waking up to the fact that, you know, they don't have as much influence with those who are elected as they're supposed to Mm -hmm. in a democracy and that we've allowed this to get so far. So with this, you know, going to be on the ballot in 2016, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, yes, then that'll provide an opportunity then for folks to come out and actually put in a vote on how they feel in regards to right. the issue. And it's unfortunate that they have to kind of go around it, the legislature it, to get something done. It's pathetic and sad mm-hmm. that you see this issue that had to go to, is going to the vote of the people. Mm-hmm. Minimum wage will probably, that will probably happen. Mm-hmm. Um, payday loan issue. I mean, there are all these issues that the legislature simply won't deal with. Mm-hmm. So the people are trying to do themselves. And I, I, I hope we can do that. But I'd yeah. rather the legislature just work. Right, yeah, like do what they need to yeah. do. Great, well, the fourth, um, no, 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 uh, but 
A block of Kansas Republican state senators capped an intensive six hours of maneuvering on Sunday in Topeka by narrowly rushing through a large tax increase package. The GOP-controlled Kansas House will meet Monday to decide whether it will approve boosting the sales tax from 6.15% to 6.55%, while leaving intact most of the costly income tax cuts thousands of businesses now get in Rex Sinkfield, once more from Missouri. Now, Mackenzie, you may be asking, why are we talking about Kansas? We live in Missouri. Go ahead and ask that. Why are we talking about Kansas? What an attractive question. <laughs> uh, very smart of you. And the reason is, is that we see the debacle of of the of what's going on in the Kansas legislature because they did these massive tax cuts promoted by a wealthy donor in 2012, and they. They, it was like a ledge, uh, a cliff for them. They went over the cliff. Mm-hmm. Now, what Missouri's been doing is going just slowly over the cliff. Right, like following behind. Following them. behind. Yeah. And with the passage and override of a bill last year that is exactly the same type of, of policy, mm-hmm. we're going to get there. We're going to get there slower. So we're not going to have as massive of a, of a budget deficit um, as they are, mm-hmm. but... Every year, you know, they have like, um, well, they have like a 6%, almost 7% gap, right? Mm-hmm. We're, every year we're going to have like a 2%, you know? Right. So after a while, we're going to be just as bad. We're not going to be able to fund those things that are important to us. And the legislature doesn't seem to be important. So if you think, like I had someone tell me the other day, oh, this, aren't you glad that you're not in Kansas? Well, I am in Kansas. Yeah. Because it's the exact same policies right. of bad tax policy and is the exact same circus. Mm-hmm. Have you been to a circus? Have you been to a circus, Mackenzie? Well, you well you go into the circus, and it smells bad, because the elephants just continue to follow each other, <laughs> and they have one nose grabbing the uh, the tail of the other, and they march around, mm-hmm. and that's what's happening in Kansas and in Missouri. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. Visual. I mean, that's yeah. That's right, that's and what that's happens. what I think. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's just—it's shocking to me that clearly Kansas has all of these issues and these problems, but yet uh, legislators in Missouri just continue to try to implement the same right. policies when you can see clearly it's not working. Mm-hmm. You know, and then yet it's not working for several years, but then the public continues to go back and vote in the same legislators who continue to do it. Right. So you know, you have to kind of almost throw up your hands and right. say, you know, get what you, you should like throw your hands in the air. Mm-hmm. And then wave them as if you just don't care. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, next story. Okay, so Jeffrey Smith, 56, who will lead, uh, will lead a march of about 40 people through downtown St. Louis in October. Who, no, no, excuse me, backing up. Jeffrey Smith, 56, who led a march of about 40 people through downtown St. Louis in October to assert their right to carry guns openly in public, said he may challenge St. Louis Zoo's no far- firearms or weapons policy. I guess he thinks that you should be able to have an open carry in the zoo. I would think that the people that run the zoo Mm -hmm. should be able to to decide that. I mean, there is accountability. I mean, it is public money, Mm -hmm. but there is certain accountability that they have. Um, It'll be interesting to see how that case goes if they find that to be a complete, um, um, you know, a, a public facility that you get to do that. You know, there has been legislation that allow that wants open carry on college campuses. Right. And 
um, my philosophy has always been the people that are in the college should be able to decide, decide that. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there may be some colleges in the state of Missouri who are okay with it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But if they don't think it is, then they, we should probably allow them to be accountable for what they're accountable for. Sure. Sure. Um, and wasn't this individual supposed to be going into the zoo and he was going to challenge it? Yeah, I guess it I guess it happened. I don't know what I don't know if what they kicked the him out or was. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the proposed Riverfront Football Stadium in St. Louis, uh, the Riverfront Stadium, has already cost taxpayers three million dollars. What the what? Yes, five invoices released late last week from financing advisors, railroad track engineers, contract attorneys, and management pushed the running total over that threshold. The public board that owns and operates the Edward Jones Dome, where the St. Louis Rams now play, is paying nearly all the bills. The state is covering some financial advice. Yeah, this is a big issue. I think it's even in the news that um, the attorney general is um, – well, they argued a motion filed this week that, that uh, the suit against the stadium um, alleged any actions taken by the governor all must less any actions taken in excess of his authority. So they're saying they're, this is a very controversial thing because the state of Missouri is paying a lot of money based on our budget bills. Mm-hmm. The people of St. Louis are based on their funding. And um, there is a group of, of representatives, and uh, I, I think it's all representatives who are suing the state, including the governor, not to pay that because they think it's against um, Constitution. I don't know if it's unconstitutional. I just don't think we should have done it. Yeah. Um, we have committed future um, legislatures to half a billion dollars in, uh, in otherwise – tax and in and i guess maybe the other thing i think is as the truman sports complex is in my district i think i go there and i see great teams um good stadiums and the reason they were improved is because the people of jackson county decided to pay for it right as opposed to going to the state mm-hmm. and getting the state to bond something out and um uh, having the the state of missouri uh in the future have to commit to those those without even a vote Mm-hmm. of the legislature let alone the people so that's real frustrating yeah it sounds like we'll be continuing to hear about more of it too yeah what goes on are we still talking about zoo stuff because if we are was there a zebra that escaped from its cage and what? started kicking the festival where what? was that really you heard about that no but did it happen <laughs> oh i don't no, know wait a minute okay no no I think she just came up with an idea and then asked if it really happened. Let's see here. We interrupt your program with breaking news. This is Mackenzie Cole with the news about the zebra. Go. Zoo. We interrupt your program with breaking news. You heard it first here on the dialogue program. A kicking zebra has escaped the zoo. Mackenzie Cole warns you to watch out for the kicking zebra. Back to you, Courtney. Okay, great. We're moving on to student transfer bills. <laughs> Governor Jay Nixon has received hundreds of messages as he considers pending student transfer legislation. Correspondence in the past few weeks is divided, with slightly more opponents than backers. Current law requires failing districts to pay tuition for students who choose to switch to better performing schools, but that has been costly for struggling districts. Now, this is a bill that, um, the, part of my language that uh, was part of Senate Bill, 
now I'm not even remembering the number, but it was my bill <laughs> <laughs> that said that, said that, you, that there needs to be classroom size ratio before you do transfers. Mm-hmm. That's included in here. Okay. Actually, the number's included in here. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's, it was hijacked by charter schools. So they expanded car, charter schools so much mm-hmm. that it's going to hurt public schools. I voted against the bill. Um, I would hope. Could you take a note for me? Oh, Here, let me just do yeah. this. Let me write Dear this Jay, please veto this bill. It's not good. Warm regards. Is that too personal? Um. Yeah, probably so. Okay. Yeah. Let's just scratch it out. Okay. <laughs> Your friend, Paul. Okay, get, if you could get that in the mailbox for me, okay. I also want to be one of these people who send a message to the governor saying that it should be vetoed. And again, what's so frustrating, and, and I tell you, Representative Ira Anders at our Independence Chamber of Commerce really nailed the issue. I mean, he really highlighted he, the way he said it, it was so crisp oh, yeah? and clear. Well, what was it? He said that the legislature just won't deal with simple problems. Yeah. They have to expand the problems and the inability to um, to just fix the transfer problem as opposed to it being hijacked mm-hmm. by um, charter schools. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, uh, Representative C- Sheila Salon mm-hmm. of Blue Springs was there saying, well, the, the only way you get something done like that in education is if you if you gave something to the um, profiteers. That's the problem with the legislature. We have to stop thinking, well... I know you want to get rid of public schools, so you have to have an input on this. No, no, let's fix simple problems. Yeah. And my bill would have done that, Courtney. I believe it. Okay. I believe it. Uh, for our last story here. Yes, I'm just, looking forward to this. Just wanted to let you know that Governor Jay Nixon is heading to France Ooh. as part of the delegation attending the Paris Air Show. He is one of a half dozen U.S. governors going to the international trade show for the aerospace industry. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. That letter that you're sending out, could you postmark yes. it to Paris? To Paris, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I need to. He's not going to get it in time otherwise, right? Um, parlez-vous. No, I, I don't know <laughs> if we could. I want to make sure we get the letter to him. Did you say parlez-vous? I, uh, uh, no comprende. I don't, do you speak French, Mackenzie? Mackenzie? French? Any French? No. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, good. Yeah, well, great. And that's that's all for your weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. That's awesome. That's great. Thanks. Thank you very much. I really miss Chris. He does a better yeah. job. No, I, I wouldn't say that, but he is a uh, he's a wonderful person, and I miss him as well. Yeah, me too. We went through this news. Uh huh. We talked about we had a breaking report. Yeah. But there's a lot of right. listeners to the dialogue program right now saying I don't really care about that. I want to know what's going on with Courtney. <laughs> okay. So go ahead, Courtney. Yeah, Take well, it away. It's your lo- time to shine. I would love to tell them. Yeah. Um, right now, I am like right in the middle of Waterfest. Because of the floods and everything, Yes, right? the floods and everything. Well, Excelsior Springs is known for our water, so mm. uh, it makes sense then that we're talking Damn. about water and flooding I and rain. I am thirsty. Are you thirsty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of this month, we have annually, and this will be our 34th annual Waterfest. And um, I've been every year of my life, so that tells you a little bit about maybe how old I am. Not, I'm not 34, but I'm within that range. Hmm, okay. So, yeah. You're 32. <gasps> <gasps> Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> anyway. We interrupt your program with breaking news. M- Mackenzie, what's the breaking news? Okay. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. That's good to know. Great. Everyone knows how old I am. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, you know, like I said, I've always gone to Waterfest over the years, but I've never been like on the behind the scenes part of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've ever had the experience in organizing a festival before, but I will tell you this. There is a lot of work that goes into this stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't, I'm just completely baffled by how many volunteers there are that are committed, that come in and, you know, put together and work on their projects to make these festivals then the best for their communities. And these are often, you know, small business uh, men and women who work all day and who then take their time in the evening or the morning, early morning hours then to work on and provide then entertainment um, for communities. I know you guys do Santa Caligon here. In Independence, you have other, there was a strawberry festival um, that mm -hmm. I saw not long ago too. Um, but now, ever since I was, when I was a little kid, I would help mm -hmm. my grandfather with Festa Italian. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. The Italian festival. Yeah. And now they do it up at the Zona Rosa. Great. And, um, and did he put a lot of work into oh, it? Yeah. A lot oh, of yeah. hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot of a time spent. But mm -hmm. I'm very excited about it. We'll actually have our carnival. Uh, we'll have a Waterfest carnival that's going to start on Monday of this next week. And it'll roll through until the weekend where we'll have a wine festival. So it's a whole week thing? It's like it goes on and on. And so we have a wine festival then. Not mm. this weekend, but the next. Okay. Then we have... Um, then we have Waterfest, the 26th, the 27th, and the 28th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, we'll have Northland Bubble Soccer there where people can get in these bubbles and run into each other. Uh, we'll have inflatables. We'll have a beer garden, a wine garden. We'll have um, lots of entertainment. Uh, we've got two main stages. We've got people perform doing performances. Um, we've got tons of vendors of all different kinds of different, you know, is it the just the offers. whole downtown area? Um, usually it is in the downtown. However, this year, because we have two historic bridges that are being replaced, we're one of the few in the state, actually, that's been chosen for these projects to have our bridges replaced. So we're really fortunate, despite the problems that yeah. they are having in the transportation department. But, um, yeah, so we're actually going to move it to the Excelsior Springs Municipal Airport this year. And it's the first time that we will ever have it up at our airport. But I'm excited about it because the city owns the airport. Not many people have had the opportunity to go up there and enjoy it, even though it's our city's airport. And so we'll have our festival there. And we did the, the uh, layout yesterday. And it's just going to be a really nice, close-knit, great festival. And it's free for the public. We'll have trolley rides. They can even come learn a little bit about our history um, and have lots of fun things to do that are free too. That's so, awesome. And so you've been organizing and mm -hmm. the dates again, just in case uh, someone June, says, you know, I'm going to go there. Yeah, I hope they do. Um, June 26th, 27th, and 28th. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yep. And then Saturday night we'll have uh, fireworks and it's going to be, it'll even be synchronized to music this year, which Whoa. is really cool. So yeah, I hope everybody comes Will out Will Mackenzie be there? Mackenzie will definitely be there. Yes. She'll be helping. She's going to be a volunteer. You just learned that, didn't you? Oh, she looks pretty excited about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, she's got a face, doesn't she? Well, I would I would ask the question, what else? But that seems like yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, that's, that, so I've got just a lot going on in the way of that. But really appreciative of all of the people who, like I said, have been volunteering their time and giving that back to the community. Because this year's Waterfest is going to be the biggest and the best yet. Now, Senator, I want to know what's going on with you. Well, um, this week, um, kind of light on the um, legislative duties, except I met with some really go good people at uh, Truman Heartland Habitat for Humanity, uh, Carla Simpson and Pat Turner over there, and they're doing a big capital, uh, in capital uh, campaign mm -hmm. 
they're going to improve the Hiram Young School in Independence and make it their office and use it as a community center. And uh, I am one of the honorary chairs for that effort. Oh, great. And uh, they do lots, lots of things. You know, Habitat for Humanity, everyone knows, was started by President Carter. And it's viewed as building houses and building, uh, repairing homes. Mm Mm-hmm. But what they also do is, like, they'll take somebody and help them with um, financial literacy to help them qualify for a loan to buy a house. So oh, good. Not, you know what I mean? So sure. it's more than just the um, particular um, house itself. It's mm-hmm. how, do, how do you make people um, the ability to have their own home. And um, they educate them, provide them yeah. with like counseling to counseling and, and like goal planning training and, and stuff yeah. like that. Great. Um, uh, we had a really long discussion about, you know, one of the things that I admire about them is really going after the root problems mm-hmm. in the community more than just, okay, here's a home, here's a home, here's a home. Really yeah. trying to help people keep that home. Um, and also their, um, their uh, Pat uh, Turner, who is the um, CEO of Truman Heritage Habitat for Humanity, is on the task force that Mayor uh, James put together against payday loans and because she has seen the destructive part of mm-hmm. you know getting in the cycle of using a payday loan so yeah. we talked a lot about that so yeah. it, w- it was a good meeting i was glad that they asked me to be involved with that and it's an honor to, to do that yeah, um coming up uh this next week um there is the independence emergency preparedness festa festival so I'll drop by there and and see some first responders. And I'm able to go to the uh, Cardinals-Royals game in St. Louis, which will be a good time. Um, and uh, the Royals will be winning <laughs> at that time. There, uh, We're, we're uh, having a meeting to talk about economic development around the Truman Sports Complex, which is in the 11th Senatorial District. And... Um, Next week is the Harriest Truman Public Service Award that is given out by the, the City of Independence every year. And Senator, Bill, or Senator um, Jack Danforth is the recipient this year. Oh, wow. So uh, well-deserved and uh, always fun to be there. And it was very nice of the mayor, Mayor Weir, to invite me to that. I oh, guess good. the mayor pro temp kind of invited me, but I got it from the mayor. So <laughs> You got nice. it directly so, from right. the So I'm looking, looking forward to those things are going going on now. So great. Um, yeah, it's it's summertime, and right. uh, you know, after session session winds up, you get back home. You try to get back into swing of things. Try to get familiar with your family again. Uh, my oldest is taking summer school at MU, so she's not there. Uh, my youngest is um, at um, she's a counselor student council camp this week in Fulton, Missouri. Did you go to that when you were involved in that type of stuff? No, we never had like a camp like that. Yeah. Now, isn't she graduated and yeah. now going to college? So why would she go to this? She's student? a counselor. She she was a, a uh, she was a camper last year and now she's a counselor. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I guess I was getting confused with student council. So it is student council. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Oh. Student council, but so she's now a she's counselor. Leading it. Yes. yes, she's, she's leading one of the one of. Good the, for her. They go down there, and I I went when I was. Instant council. Uh-huh. That's uh, 80 years ago. <laughs> Do you know how old I am, Mackenzie? You know how old I am. We interrupt your program with breaking news. How old am I? 80. 80? Yeah. 
80 years old. Very good. That's Very what good. she told her. So yeah. How would she know otherwise? So anyway, I, I went to student council camp in Fulton, so and that was. Old. Yeah. I get it. And <laughs> so I went there, and then it was neat that Maddie went, yeah. and now she's back as right. a, as a uh, leader of one of the councils. So, so they break up in groups. And, mm-hmm. and the mayor pro temp, Chris Whiting's daughter, Molly, is actually attending. Oh, good. As well. So Yeah. Huh. Anyway. It's interesting. It's like you guys are leaders, and then your kids are leaders. It's weird how that works. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is weird. Kids are weird. Good. Which, oh, wait a minute. We interrupt your program with breaking news. Uh, this just in, kids are weird. <laughs> well, Senator, I just want to congratulate you on a successful campaign kickoff, re-election kickoff at the Union Station, too. So, great job. Yep. That Good was a, a neat um, neat event. Great. Everyone should go down and check out the Gridiron, Gridiron Glory. Glory. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. Really neat exhibit. Oh, huge. It was really, there was a lot mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, it was good. Uh, had a good time. Chris Whiting said I did good on my speech, so that made me feel good about myself. Oh, well, then that's all you need. And um, his approval. You know, so that it's was. Good. <laughs> well, he is a voter in the area. Oh, yeah. So, right. He's a constituent. You, know, you got that going for you. Yeah. So, is there. I don't know if there's anything else really that no, I we mean, can say. Just this I week. miss Chris and hope he returns soon, and it's been a great show. I mean, are we going to try to get back together next week? Yeah. We, is that your plan? Well, we can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know you're busy. You know, I know he's busy. I know. We'll try. We'll do our best. I think it's good you're continuing this. Okay. Okay. Mackenzie, you have anything else to add? No. Courtney? It's just been a great show. program has been produced by Courtney Cole, Chris Whiting, and Paul Lavoda. All rights reserved. Thanks again for listening to Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavoda. Contact Paul on Twitter at Paul Lavoda or by email at votelavoda at hotmail.com with your comments or for syndication. Join us next week for more Dialogue.